Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. I'm going good. She's... <laughs> Got him before you even said it. <laughs> there, there you go. We've been talking lenses, haven't we? We have, yeah, because I had some pretty technical questions to ask you about lenses because unfortunately it's time for me to buy another lens again. Ter- Terry's, Terry's got a, it's going to be a little ceremony shortly for her 70 to 200. Mm. She's got to go off to the, you know, to the wherever lenses go to when they when they retire. when they retire yeah and it, is there do you a nurse, know nursing home for lenses oh i wish there was i'd feel so much better about life if i could put it in a little home for a while <laughs> i'm still going to use it because it still works it <laughs> just still a works. Few, few focusing issues <laughs> won't be used on any paid jobs though yes, yes. personal personal use only <laughs> yes. so terry what are we talking about uh, so today we're going to have a chat about fast glass and fast glass. when you wrote that down on the on the um, podcast list i'm like what is fast glass? I actually said that out loud. She did. So can you explain to us what fast glass yeah, is? Look, fast glass, it's a bit of a, I suppose, it's a bit of a um, slang or what, what when people refer to glass, that's usually, I mean, what I consider to be fast glass is something like 1.2, mm. 1.4, that's mm-hmm. fast glass. Like so. And what makes it so fast besides the fact well, that it, it goes to 1.2? Well, it lets so much light in. Right. So So... What you're doing is obviously on your lenses you have these f-stop numbers, mm-hmm. and you'll notice that the the lower the number, the more expensive the, the, the lens is. <laughs> it's so true. So so if you <laughs> yeah if you buy the Nifty Fifty, so to give you an idea, a Nifty Fifty, one point eight, which is is fast, yeah. one point eight is fast. Yeah, you can buy that. It's a staple of a lot of photographers' kit because yeah. it, it's quite cheap. Yeah, you know it's only a couple hundred bucks, and you've got. It's um, actually quite a good bit of glass. It is. It is. It's I've very, got one for my Nikon. Yes, and yeah. I've got, look, I've got a couple for my Canon, yeah. Canons. I've got one for my yeah. EF, and I've got the RF version as well. And I've got a fifty-five for my Sony, which is the equivalent of a Nifty Fifty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so typically, a lot of people can, you know, buy that lens, and it gives them a, a fast piece of glass to be able to shoot in low light, mm-hmm. and that's and that's where fast glass really shines in low light because you've got yeah. those those extra um, stops. But the other thing is, it's a shell adapter field. So, mm. particularly for a portrait photographer, gorgeous. You know, creating that lovely bokeh in the background. Yeah. You know, so this shallow adapter field, the nicer the bokeh effect, mm. I think. And mm. but I mean, I just recently went out and purchased a RF one point two, fifty mil, fifty very mil, very fancy, very fancy lens, and it's a piece of fast glass and. And I suppose my my idea in this podcast would talk about why you might spend so much money on one one lens. Yeah. When you could buy, you know, I suppose a bunch of other stuff for that. Yep. But once you've shot with some fast glass, like you know, something like one point two or one point four, the creative, just the creative possibilities it gives yeah. you. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Like yeah. It's, I just I just love the look of the images. Mm. Mm. And I just love what it does, like in portraits. When you're shooting portraits, mm. it's just, 
You can create dreamy images. I just yeah. love Yeah, you know and I mean? it's almost like it, 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 I, I, I'm reluctant to say anything just in case it's interpreted as fact, but my opinion is that it, they're sharper. The colour is more saturated. They're better quality images in my opinion. This well, is, typi- once again, it's just my opinion. <laughs> no, well, typically, typically prime lenses. Uh, th- that's why people shoot. They, mm. they're, 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 a, they're a sharper lens. Mm-hmm. Quite often, yes, the, the elements handle light transmission better so the colours can be... Mm-hmm. The um, optics are better quality. Optics are better. There's a whole yeah. bunch of things happening in those lenses. Some of the really um, good lenses have special coatings on the mm-hmm. lens. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Canon do one in the 85 1.2, which is a DS lens, mm-hmm. which is um, the DS stands for defocus smoothing, mm-hmm. and it gives this amazing, amazing bokeh. Mm. It smooths it out. It's like it's just amazing. Yeah. And interesting, Canon have just released a a new hundred mil RF hundred mil, and it actually has a bokeh control. So it's um, I'm pretty sure it's a two point eight. Is that like the little button on your iPhone? No, no. This is this is <laughs> this is this is a this is a. a, a an adjustment ring on the camera, which I've never seen before, mm. but it makes you can change the bokeh from having a sharp edge to a very soft edge. Right. Okay. So it's like a bit like the the focus smoothing um, type lenses, mm. and that's done with a coating. The coating does that, so it just produces a different different effect. So I haven't I haven't physically. And how does that work? Does it operate similar to like a polarizing filter, one of those not, circular polarizers? So I'm not I'm not 100 percent how the how the how it affects the optics. Yeah. But it could it could be, I don't know. I, I'm and for those to you, one. Yeah, and for those out there that, that may not be familiar with the old school circular polarizing filters, they had a coating on them that once the coating was aligned in a particular direction, you could it would polarize the colors. Is well, that it does. Correct? And, and, that... Well, a couple of things. A couple of things happen too. So if you're shooting for polarized light source as well, mm. there's a whole lot there's a whole lot of stuff around polarized light which you it's interesting to it go off and Google decreases it. Decreases your reflections. Yeah, and look at that, and that's why people put polarizing filters. Typically, is like you're trying to kill off reflections that you don't like. I love it in the old school wedding photography. We polarize everything. Oh. <laughs> it's sitting on there the whole time. It was one stop shot. <laughs> so, but people might wonder, like I said, why when you can buy a zoom lens that can go from you know fairly wide to fairly yeah. long. Why would you? Why would you choose bother? Why would to you have choose? fast glass? Yeah, why would you choose? And like I said. It's when you start getting into low light situations, mm-hmm. that's when you really appreciate the fact that you've got those extra stops of light mm. that you can let in. Mm. One of the trade-offs of fast glass is that 50 mil that I've got, the 1.2, you've seen it. It's a massive lens. Yeah, it is quite heavy. It's very heavy. Yes. And it's a very, very big um, front element because it has to be to let the amount of light in. Yeah. So that's where people, you know, the whole design the lens it's it's all based around yeah. physics and i have to say so i i have an old school kind of kit at the moment where i shoot with a 70 to 200 yep. and it is a fast glass version of it's a 2.8 yes 2.8 which is beautiful it's a gorgeous which, lens which which is in a zoom lens is a fast lens yeah and it is incredibly heavy so once yes. i'm kitted up with both of my cameras on my harness for a wedding Hypothetically, if I have those and some flashes on both of my cameras, if it's a low light situation, I could be carrying on my back anything from you know six to ten kilos. Yes, easy, and that, and that's look, that's one of the one of the trade offs. Like people, you know, who maybe using fast glasses or walk around lens, it is very heavy. Mm. 
And it's exhausting. The next day, I feel like I've been hit by a truck after a wedding. It's yeah, insane. Well, well, Canada have got a really interesting lens out, which people compare this. It's a zoom lens, but people compare it to shooting like of a prime, and they've got a a twenty eight to seventy mm-hmm. f two. So it's an f two lens. So mm-hmm. it's fast, and it's a twenty eight to seventy. What's so the, the quality of that one like? Because I I used to love shooting with a twenty four to seventy many years ago, and it was a two point eight that I used. Yeah, well, the well the com- the common one is the common one is the twenty four to, to seventy. 70 yeah. This is twenty eight to seventy. Yeah, so a little bit. Twenty eight's quite nice still. Still yeah. twenty eight's nice. Um, in my thirty five mil days, that was the widest. That was the widest lens I owned. I owned twenty eight. <laughs> the first time I used a twenty eight, I was like, "Wow, what yeah, is this?" Yeah, great. After shooting for fifty, <laughs> um, again, and that's why they made it an f two. It's incredibly beautiful piece of glass, and it's. it's but it's fu- lighter. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not lighter. It's very, very heavy. Oh, okay, okay. Extremely, and it's extremely large. To the point where it's on the camera, with a mirrorless camera, the camera's dwarfed by the lens. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, that's the physics of light, that you need this big opening on the front of the lens Yes. to let that light get in to get to and the sensor. That used to be my kit when I first started shooting weddings. It was a 24 to 70 yep. and a 70 to 200. So Which, I had that full broad spectrum. Yep. But sadly, my 24 to 70 died a terrible, terrible death. Yep. And then it was upgrade time. And so I decided to go to prime lenses. So I decided to go to fast glass. So I yes. had a Sigma Art 35mm and yes. I haven't looked back. Yes. So once people start shooting with like fast glass and people – look, this is – so so if you're just starting out in photography mm-hmm. and people often wonder where should they put their money. So I always say to people is try and buy the best glass you can, mm-hmm. right? Maybe – you know, you could come back on the body where you might mm. buy the top end body, but maybe you buy the next one down. Well, these days you can get away with that because yes. technology is so advanced that. Well, there's not, there's really not a bad. There's, there's not there's, too there's, much difference between your bodies well, these days. There's not really a bad camera out there. They're all no. very, very good. All the cameras on the market are pretty good. And but where you where you'll grow as a photographer and where you'll find the benefits are by having some good glass. Mm. Mm. And like I said, it's like the old adage where people used to buy stereo equipment. So they'd go and buy this top-end turntable and this top-end amplifier and they'd buy crud speakers. <laughs> and it's kind of like... It's a really good analogy. Yeah, it's it is. It's a great analogy. Yeah, so but if you bought amazing speakers yes. and, an, and kind of like a semi-okay yeah. stereo system, you could get incredible sound. That's right. So you, be- you benefit that way. So it's a bit like that's, with, that's what happens with lenses. If you buy a really good lens mm-hmm. and you put that even on an entry level body, you'll actually notice yeah. that the difference. Like, yeah. Because it it's what's been captured. What's in front of the what's in front of that sensor yeah. is gonna dictate what yeah. you're gonna capture. And what you mentioned before about the nifty fifty, that's an incredible entry level lens if you wanna practice with some fast Absolute, glass. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's kind of that's a gateway drug <laughs> for fast glass. <laughs> It actually does start the addiction. You're not wrong. That's how I got addicted to fast glass. I started with a 50 mil. Yes. Because it was an affordable lens for me at the time. Yes. And because I bought the 50 mil, I could also therefore buy, I think I bought my 70 to 200 at the time. Yep. And it was just, I. it was like, okay, so what am I going to start with? And yeah. That's it. Yeah. And now I, and I don't think I've looked back and I think that was the start of me starting to buy primes and now I'm. Well, people, well, you find that the natural progression for most photographers are 
when they're first starting out, you're trying to do everything and you, you're trying to find what, what you like doing. So you, zoom lenses are attractive because it allows you to shoot a range of different mm. um, subjects. There's a trick to that though. <laughs> trick to that. What's the trick? Just move forward and backward. Oh, that's good. Foot, foot zoom. <laughs> foot zoom. <laughs> foot zoom. <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day because because I'm looking at buying a new lens and replacing my 70 to 200, I was – I was asking some friends what they're using because a big consideration is for me to go into a full prime kit and I'm pretty sure that's the direction I'm going into. So an 85 is what I'm considering. And so I said, well, what am I going to do when I want to be, you know, a little bit closer and they're like, move forward. I'm like, duh. Duh. Yeah. But we were talking about that earlier, weren't we? So the 85 mil can be used on a cropped version and yes. therefore becomes a well depending on the crop different cameras use different crop factors uh-huh. so it will depend on the body that you put it on yeah but your crop factor like if it's a 1.6 or a 1.4 crop or whatever it is effectively it'll make the, the focal length for that lens longer yes and explain that to me again because i i had a bit of trouble trying to understand yeah. what that really meant so what happens is some cameras allow you to be able to like if you've got a full frame camera some of the modern ones you can actually go and say i want to shoot using a 1.6 crop factor mm-hmm. so it uses less as a sensor so the the image that's falling on the sensor now is zoomed in because some of the outer is falling where it's not being captured right. that makes sense yeah so basically it, it's it's creating a zoom effect and this is why a lot of sports photographers would buy a high frame rate crop frame body and put like a 400 mil lens on it because effectively you got nearly like a 560 right okay now i was telling you the other um the other day i was shooting with my 600 yeah on my r5 yeah and i dropped the r5 down to 1.6 crop factor and i was shooting pictures of the moon with which the, are insane i've seen these images they're mental they are but but it gave me an effective focal length of, of 960 yeah which is insane it's like a telescope yeah so these images you you take a picture and it's like the massive amount of the, yeah. moon, the moon massive part of the frame is the moon yeah and so they're little techniques that people do and you know sometimes people if you i mean the sacrifice there if you do do that is obviously the pixel width the pixel isn't it? so the so the the image format remains the same so that's the dimensions, the, the yep, width and the, well, length. The, the ratio, yeah, the yeah. ratio stays the same. Yeah. The amount of pixels on the longer side will be less because obviously you're using less sensor. Yes. So, but these days with some of these very high megapixel sensors. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah. You, you know, back, look, you know, when I first started shooting full frame, my first full frame was around 20 megapixels, mm. right? And then I think my next full frame body came out was like 21.5 mm. megapixels, mm. something like that. And then my next full frame was 30 megapixels. Mm. And now I'm shooting with the R5, which is 45 megapixels. Mm. So I can afford to... Crop down. To crop down. And this this is not to be confused with a cropped sensor, is it? No. Because that's a different thing altogether. So a cropped sensor is like saying, this was my analogy to it. So it's the difference between an 8x12 image and an 8x10 image. So that's a right. cropped sensor is an 8x10 and a full frame is an 8 by 12. That's right. Because what happened was 
how the full frame format came about, it, it's it's the sensor size is equivalent to like a thirty five mil negative. Mm-hmm. So if you you know had your thirty five mil negative and you look at the border of that, mm. that's the size of the sensor. Yes. So when they do a crop frame, it's actually the sensor gets smaller. Yeah. And if you look at like your your sensor sizes in your in your um, camera phones, yeah, they're t- quite tiny. That's right. And so that's like I said, it's, it's there's a lot of reasons why people will shoot. Like I said, some people mm. will purposely shoot crop frame mm-hmm. if you're a sports or a wildlife photographer mm. because you're after more reach. You mm. want you want that longer reach on the on the telephoto. So then again, that's a benefit in buying fast glass is yes. that you will have great quality images. Yes, and on a crop. On a crop, and you, yeah. well, in sport, like you you want to have the. Obviously, the speed too to be able to keep the shutter speed right Absolutely. up. Absolutely, um, and you'd probably want to actually come in that touch closer anyway. Mm. So by investing in fast glass, you have the ability to do both. It's effectively a two-in-one lens. Well, that's right. Look, I mean, the thing about if you if you buy a one point two lens, you don't have to shoot that shallow depth field all no, the time. No, you you can shoot at f five point six. Yeah, if you're shooting a say a group portrait shot. Mm. You, you might choose to shoot at 5.6 because mm-hmm. you've got people at different distances. Yeah. You know, like ki- you've got children, yeah. you've got other yeah. people. And you're, you might have someone sitting. Auntie Faye in the back. Uh, Auntie Faye sitting or, or whatever. Yeah. So, you, so you need that extra depth of field. Yeah. But the advantages are that the times when you do, do need, you want to shoot that really shallow depth of field. And if your lens will only go down to 2.8, mm. that's, that's where you stop. Like you don't. Yeah. But like I said, it's just. When you shoot, with, like I said, something like that around that one point two, it's just yeah. oh, it's just magic. I just love it. And we were talking earlier about the low light conditions, so I prefer to use low light fast glass, yes, as we call it, so faster lenses. I prefer to use those during receptions yep, at to, weddings to avoid using the flash. That's right. I have the potential to get away with not using a flash. Yes, because that flash, fla- flash, look. Artificial light is fantastic and sometimes it's an absolute necessary to get an image, mm. but it, it can be a mood changer. I mean, you can start putting mm. gels and you can try and do, try and be creative. But but in your situation, when you're doing wedding photography, it's hard to, there's a lot of variations in the room as far yeah. as reflective surfaces and that type yeah. of stuff. So, so while, you, while you're trying to formulate and work out color temperatures and things to, to make things look reasonable, yeah, you're better off if you've got fast glass and you can get the shot. Yeah. With, within the parameters you're trying to go for mm. by using that faster mm. glass, I like the, I like that natural looking shot. Yes. Rather than popping a flash agreed. in there. Absolutely you know agreed. I mean? Yeah, and so that gives me the ability to not only have the choice of using a flash and not using a flash, but also if I do decide to use a flash because it is a faster piece of glass, so I can shoot at that slower aperture, uh, that shallow, that, depth, shallow of field. depth of field. Sorry, um, I can bounce my flash off the back of the room. Yes. So I'm literally bouncing room all around, uh, bouncing That's light right. all and, around and, the room and, for that ambient effect. And you're softening the yeah. by, by doing that. You're soft. Yeah. You're naturally softening the light. By the time the light travels yeah. back to your subject, That's right. it's super soft. It's, it's nice super, and soft, and yeah. it's really natural looking. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's just the fill light you need, and that's yeah. that's that's what the yeah. term fill light is. Yep. You just want that little bit of light just to fill in those few um, details on the face, so you mm. can you're not. Creating too many shadows. But I always apologise to the people standing behind me. Yeah, who, 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 you, who you're blind. <laughs> I had to do that yesterday at a wedding when I was taking some pictures. Like, I'm incredibly sorry. I'm about to flash Just, you in the face. You know what you should sing out? 
Fire in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> they probably wouldn't get it. Some no, of these people are a little bit younger than us. Okay. So, but yeah, that was that was um, like I said. Uh, it gives you some advantages. It definitely mm. does. And like I said, people who who start to experiment with different lenses, and and one one of the things I would say to people who may be starting out in photography and maybe you've know, been shooting for a little bit but haven't really experienced prime lenses, is Maybe just go and hire one for a weekend. Yeah, nifty fifty. Yeah, <laughs> or a thirty-five. If, if you don't own, if you don't own a, a nifty fifty or whatever, and you just just, or maybe you've got a good friend who's got the same yeah. shoot, shoots the same system. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like people do have them and they don't use them as much, but they don't. Sometimes they don't get a lot of love. You could use it as an opportunity to connect to some photographic communities. I know that I've made, I've got some gorgeous friends that loan me gear when I want to try something, and I really appreciate that. Like it's. Because it's not cheap to invest in in fast glass. Well, the thing about it is, I think you've got to um, to warrant the cost. I mean, of 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 the glass, you've got to obviously have an output for it. Like you've got to have mm. a reason to have it. Mm. Um, because, like I said, you, you build up your kit. Like you said, you've been working on your kit, trying to build up. But mm. you know, you're building your kit. Your kit produces income. Yeah. Right. So you put this basically. No different to a carpenter. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know, a carpenter in his toolbox is going to mm-hmm. have chisels, he's going to mm-hmm. have saws, mm-hmm. he's going to have hammers, he's going to have a whole variety of different other That's tools right. that he needs to do the job. Yeah. Sometimes those tools, he doesn't need them as often. Like he might, right. he might have a set of clamps there. Yeah. Doesn't need them on every job, but when he needs to clamp something together. He wants together, them to be reliable, good quality. Yeah, well, he wants to have it there in his toolbox. Yeah. He wants to be able to reach in, yep. grab it out, do what yep. he has to do and move on. Yeah. So as people understand, I suppose, their style and they, or they develop their style too mm. and they start to understand the benefits of using different types of lenses yeah. and, and that's why people get sometimes look, it is a – when you go into a camera shop and they've got a good range of lenses, it can be quite overwhelming mm. when you see all these lenses saying, well, why is there so many lenses? Mm. Why, why, why? Mm. And for different people, they will work – in different situations. Mm. So some people love to shoot macro and they'll yep. buy a 100mm macro lens. Yeah. And typically they're fast. So typically yeah. a lot of the macro lenses are 2.8. That's right. So they're a fast, they're yeah. fast, what we call, considered to be fast class. And, but the other thing is people think macro, macro, macro. But, you know, I've got a 100mm macro. I love it as a portrait lens. Gorgeous hun- portrait lens. 100mm macro. People often use them as portrait yeah, lenses. Yeah, it's, it's a great focal yeah. lens. Yeah. You know, we you know the, the eighty five is a great portrait lens, beautiful portrait lens. But you know what my portrait when I shot thirty five mil film, you know what my portrait lens was my prime portrait lens. I want to say a fifty. No, no, one thirty five. I shot. Yeah, a lot of people actually have used one thirty five. Yeah, and it was always lenses. considered. Yeah. It was considered and sold by a lot of camera. This is this is a portrait lens. Yeah. So on a thirty five mil body, a one thirty five, and it's a portrait lens. Yeah. So. Because it did, because basically you're in a room, you, you, you're isolating, you're getting a, a head and shoulder shot. Mm-hmm. You know, on a 135, mm-hmm. if you're trying to shoot a full body, you're going to be probably 10, 12 metres, mm. 10, 12 metres from your subject. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about this before about what yeah. happens with the with lenses like the 85. So 85 mil, you need about six metres roughly yeah, between right. you and the subject to get a yeah. full body. Yeah. So and that's why I You don't always have that kind of space to deal with. No, and, and that's why and I look, I was torn between I love the eighty five. Yeah. But for my style of photography and the things I do, 
the 50 mil, I believe, was a better fit. Yeah. So I went 50 mil. Yeah. Um, tight spaces, street type stuff. Yeah. It actually gives me that ability yeah. to get in a laneway and, you know, when you've got not much between you and the subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I probably would have. If there had been, I said to you, like, I would have even considered the 35 if there was a 1.2 available. Yeah. That, that, I'm sure that there will be one available for that camera soon or sometime, yeah. but at the moment, the 50 is the, the go. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We've, we've been talking about fast glass and, like I said, fast glass is basically any lenses that has a very low f-stop mm-hmm. and, you know, the lower you go, the more expensive. Yes. So, so for a lot of people, though, like I said, the, the Nifty 50 we've talked about, which is 1.8, which is a great entry-level fast glass. Mm. Anything, like I said, 2.8 or faster is is perfect to, yeah. to put in the kit. And like I said, you'll notice the huge difference. If you're shooting for a lens that say is a, you know, some of the zoom lenses might be like 5.6 or 4.5 Yeah. on some of those zooms is, is your range. It's a, it's it's it stops of light like it's yeah. a two point eight lets so much more light in that mm. that you really notice it. So what that allows means is you can push your shutter speed up. Yeah, if you're shooting sport, it does. It does absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. So fantastic, Terry. As yeah. always, we we love people's comments, especially on this one. I'm keen to find out what people yeah, prefer what, to use, well, like lens wise, right. and what they're using them for. Yeah, what, what what's your what's your what's your go to like personal Favorite lens. Because like, you might be using something in a way that we'd not considered, and I'm really curious. Yeah, that's right. I mean, different people shooting different stuff are going to yeah. reach for a different piece of glass. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's always good to see what people are shooting and yeah, and that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, send it. Send your pictures through, like to either of our Instagram accounts or even to the Photo Mission Instagram account. We'd love to see what you've got. And what exactly. You're to share. See what you're shooting with. Yeah. Fantastic, Terry. Until next time. Great chat. See ya. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.